Beyond the Pale Ale, with Matthew Stewart. Back with another episode of Beyond the Pale Ale, uh, ongoing interview series uh, by me, Matt, from Simplistic Reviews, interviewing great people that I know in the hospitality, beer, liquor, and everything else business that's been affected in one way or another by this little asshole of a virus that's been going around and bothering everybody. So uh, this time around for this episode, have another friend, cohort, a buddy of mine working in the industry together. And um, his name is Adam. I always forget your last name though, dude. What's your last name? Cammer. Cammer. Adam Cammer. So he's Adam to me. I I don't really go by last (laughs) name. Some some last names I know and others I don't. So Adam Cammer, my man from... Blackstone Brewing Company, another local brewery out of Nashville, Tennessee. How you doing today, dude? Doing well, dude. Doing well. Got done a lot of uh, yard work this morning and getting ready for this interview. So. It's a beautiful day. It's like this is like the best spring day I feel like we've had so far. Yeah, I feel like our whole spring so far has been really amazing. Now that we're stuck inside, we finally yeah. got a real one. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny how that works between that and you know inter- intermittent tornadoes or windstorms or derechos oh, yeah. or any of the other crap that we're getting here in Nashville during this lovely springtime but then it will just get hot and miserable and muggy and swamp as soon as, allowed, as soon as we're allowed back outside <laughs> it'll be 110 degrees man exactly it's like hey welcome back it's hot as shit right now it's perfect so I'm also well, still confused as to what a derecho is I have I'm just been too lazy to google it so it's we had one like last week and yeah I don't know what that means it was pretty widespread it ran through the entirety of middle tennessee and i know we're starting i guess we're, we were trying to talk about the business now we're just weathermen at this point we're just prognosticating <laughs> right, about, well, we're, we're, we're forecasting we're well duracho apparently it's uh duracho means direction it's, okay so the direction of the duracho was just from west to, west east, to east and just knocked out power and gave us another punch in the dick or wherever else you want to get punched in so but um yeah i got my man adam here from blackstone brewing company and I'm sure he's sipping on something i'm trying to stay in the realm of who i'm talking to when i'm going to drink with you so i got one of your award-winning beers the nut brown oh, ale the, nut brown ale, the, cla- the classic. classic yeah so i'm going to be sipping on this classic right here but uh yeah give give us a little give the audience a little bit of an intro to you to blackstone and you know, this fine beer that I'll be drinking on while I'll give the mic over to you for a few minutes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start by saying, um, I'm with Blackstone Brewing. Uh, we are Nashville's oldest craft brewery. Um, we started in 1994 as a brew pub and Nut Brown Ale being one of our original flagships, um, as well as St. Charles Porter and our chaser Kolsch. Um, now all three of those over the course of 25 years have gone on to win, uh, numerous awards from both the great American beer fest and the world beer cup. Um, the nut brown ale being one of our most award-winning, the only thing that overshadows it being the St. Charles Porter. Um, so nut brown ale has, I believe it's five great American beer fest and two world beer cup. I think that's, I might be like one or two off with the a lot of hard work regardless. So it's pretty nice. Um, they're all like up and we took them, we just took them down to clean them and we're moving around our brewery right now. So, um, but yeah, that one's been around with us forever and kind of a fun little anecdote about that right now for. Um, I've been with the company for two years and then almost that entire time, um, our Hopjack IPA, um, just like a classic American IPA has been our best seller across the board. And just up until about March that had been the case and starting off in March, now we've seen a huge flip 
and our nut brown happens to be our best selling beer uh, <laughs> statewide. So it's kind of, you know, weird to see that switch with, with a pandemic looming. People are stepping away from IPAs and moving into brown ales, I guess. Um, you wouldn't think with the weather heating up, it's like, oh, it's brown ale time. But uh, I yeah, mean, for, for my for my purposes with this beer, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll say this first. I mean, you are Nashville's oldest brewery in, in existence right now. And just this beer in general, and all the beers you guys do between your porter, your nut brown, your IPA, everything else, classic styles that nobody else is really putting all their effort and time into doing, and at least in the local market here. I mean, yeah. we have a variety of beers. We have a lot of regional. We have a lot of everything in here, but you're the one brewery uh, by and large. Um, there, there are a few others, but that are working on spe- specific classic styles that existed in the 90s. And what's funny about a lot of these styles, in my opinion, is that they are starting to come back around a little bit. You're starting to get, you know, with, you know, with the turning of beer and how it's sec, you know, circular and, and kind of like general for me, I'm happy that you guys are still doing classic styles. Cause oh, yeah. it's bad. I, I don't know that we will ever branch away from that. I think that um, Kent Taylor, our founder owner is um, really stubborn's not quite the right word, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's the word I'll use as far as um, the beers that we brew and, and everything is quality first. And uh, you know, that, those quality classic true like tried and true styles are always going to be prevalent even when you know times like now like you're just saying like not a lot of breweries around us are are fully focused on that style of beer we've got a lot of um like great hype beers out there uh, like our pastry stouts and new england ipas and stuff and um while we do branch a little bit into those and kind of smaller batches throughout you know over time um our cores will always be, you know, English brown ale and a brown porter and everything from like a West Coast IPA to um, what I'm drinking right now that might might be coming on core. We'll see. Oh, yeah. so that's interesting. So what are you sipping on then? We've so, talked we've talked a lot about nut brown. So what are you sipping on yeah. right now? So I am actually drinking our, one of our newest. Um, so this is Little Jack. Um, Hop Jack being our um staple ipa like i said up till about a couple months ago it's been our best seller uh we came up with through a series of trials and errors little jack which is following um this subtle trend of low calorie ipas mm-hmm. uh, so we have got you know 100 calories on the dot i think it was 99.8 um so we just rounded up to make that even 100 um all, a lot of centennial hops and a lot of um, cascade hops just for that good like traditional american ipa style um, you know, it's not as full body, but that's what you get with, a with cutting, you know, carbs and, and calories out. Yeah. Um, but man, it is like quickly become my favorite or one of my favorite beers of ours, um, just because it is insanely drinkable. And, you know, we've got these beautiful days out right now. It's, it's mm-hmm. great, great for being out there. It's also yeah. our first beer in cans. I forgot uh, about to ask you, is that the actual yeah. first uh, offering in cans? Because you guys have hung on to the bottle, uh, bottle method for a long time. You're one of the last few that are still, you know, saying we're still going to do bottles. Yes. And, and we, and we still will, um, you know, we've got a great state of the art bottling line, um, big Crohn's system that's that's really beautiful and, and runs, you know, about 100 bottles a minute, which is about perfect for our size. Um, however, you know, with the market switching towards cans, mm-hmm. um, we needed to at least address that. 
And yeah. um, so I would say about six months ago, we put out what we called our first official re release in cans, which was a kettle sour, but we sold it taproom only, mm -hmm. you know, not available anywhere, but if you, you had to come in and see us and ask for it. So Little Jack being our first, let's say a public offering of a canned beer. Um, but yeah, just that typical 12 ounce format and um, really great, really great artwork. And um, as of right now, we're using mobile canning lines, which has its pros and cons, but um, in yeah, the future, yeah. there will be a, another beautiful addition to our brewery of a massive canning line. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the brewery is beautiful. I've been there several times. You're always a great host as well as everybody else Thanks. between yourself and Scott Murdy. If you guys, if you want to talk a little bit about maybe your partnership with, with uh, some of your other breweries, or if you want yeah. to talk about any of that, you know, by all means, please. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Blackstone being a little bit of an umbrella company, um, we've actually got two uh, other companies underneath our, our little umbrella um, at our brewery. So one of them being Nashville, uh, Nashville Brewing Company. Um, it was a revived company from, from the 1800s. Some of the original German settlers had started a brewery here in Nashville called the Nashville Brewing Company, specializing in German style lagers, like very traditional Arhelis, Pils, um, Bach beers. And, um, a man named Scott Murdy approached us. He was one of our regulars and wanted to start a um, almost like a tribute brewery to that uh, under the same name, brewing the same styles of beer. Um, so we started that about four years ago. Um, Nashville Brewing Company has gone on to win silver medal um, for Munich style Hellas at the mm -hmm. World Beer Cup. Um, Two years ago, yeah, I, guess. I, I was uh, I was there too. I was at the same table with. Uh, oh, were you really? Your your crew when they announced the uh, silver medal uh, went on on that. That was that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I had literally just that was my first week on the job with them. So it was I wasn't invited to the to the dinner, but yeah. I got to go to CBC and do a lot of really. It was a really great like starting point for the career in in craft beer. You know. Yeah, that was my uh, my first uh, week on my route with my with distributor. Yeah, 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 with the distributor, and uh, that was that was a wild week. Uh, ended with and ended with a, with a great surprise like that. One of one of the uh, the beers in our book um, being you know World Beer Cup winner. And the World Beer Cup's only every other year, so you don't you have to defend that title. You know, yeah, you, you you're the reigning champion for two years, which is a pretty pretty rad thing until they do well, the next and, world and now we'll be reigning champion for four <laughs> so. yeah yeah everything got canceled this year so you don't really have to uh have to worry about that that beer being dethroned at least for another uh Not another uh, another two years now years absolutely um, i mean that's the funny thing about how you know the business is being that's just one small little thing how the business is affected on a broad scale for for beer and awards and things like that i mean everything's being canceled you you're not having these awards unless you're doing virtual awards and things like yeah. that uh, so I guess I kind of seg segues into the meat of this, of, of the of the purpose of the show, where we are primarily talking about, you know, um, how COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, is affecting our business here, you know, professionally, maybe personally, things like that. So the main thing I want to ask you, Adam, is, you know, just c give me kind of a timeline of like what business was like and where it was headed, you know, pre. Uh, pre-shutdown in our city uh, to current shutdown, which seems to be ending on on you know this upcoming week, no matter what. Now, yeah. in certain in some aspects, is already reopened in some places here in, in Tennessee. And um, kind of, where do you see what's the expectation of post-COVID life for Blackstone or just the the, the business as you see it? And I'll just let you kind of 
throw out, you know, just give me a give me a timeline of those three main main uh, aspects. Yeah. So um, before all this started, like if we, if we were to say like start in January, um, things were looking pretty solid. You know, those are typically slower months for us. So we were using that time to um, try to create some new seasonals for the summer and fall, like maybe throw out some new beers, um, mm -hmm. including Little Jack. I mean, that's where the, that all started was like December, January. Mm -hmm. um, we had also launched a um, or at least started to launch a separate company like Nashville Brewing Company in that it's the natural cider company. Yeah, that was the third uh, day. I think we didn't get really talk about that. No, no, that's no. Third, the third, the third interest now in the Blackstone family. Yeah, just a, a great, a great, easy drinking hard cider that happens to be 6.2%. So it's a little, <laughs> little high and, and easy to drink, man. It's, it's pretty awesome. But um, so we, you know, we were getting, we were getting the ball rolling on those, those products. Like I said, trying to roll out some new ideas, rolling out cans for the first time um through this slow months just trying to stay busy almost and uh, business was doing pretty well um i think as far as january's go we had one of the better like january february's we've had in a while um moving into like end of february um all of these i, I hate to call, call it like speculation because at this point it's clearly not yeah um but you know this this speculation of things were going to go kind of south for a little while so um we were trying to brainstorm ideas, um, work really hard to come up with, with new plans as if like a, um, a what if scenario of what might, if this happens, then what do we do? Yeah. Um, and, you know, moving into March, we had some really great, um, really great launches. Our, our cider launch was, was fantastic right off the bat. The little Jack launch was, um, like March 10th, I think. And that's right when all the, everything started snowballing out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, so things were looking really great up until that point. And, and, uh, you know, it felt like almost overnight, we had a huge chunk of our business, um, just kind of collapse underneath us. Um, and you know, we, we, we saw a huge rise in package sales. So we were throwing out, we were still brewing beer and, um, throwing out a lot of, a lot of packaged beer, but just not, not many, um, kegs, you know, like just not, yeah. not a lot of draft business out there. Um, I think from there was, you know, what solutions can we put in place uh, in this moment? And one of the first ones that came up was Kent Taylor's idea of doing mobile crawlers. So um, to do that, we found all of our um, on-premise accounts, all of our restaurants and bars that were doing to-go beer and food, um, which this that new awesome mandate that said that they could sell beer out their front door. Yep. And uh, Game changer for a lot yeah, of people. Dude, it really was. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's, it was so necessary because we had all these, all these accounts, all these customers who had paid for product that was literally just going to spoil. Um, so instead in lieu of doing to go beer from our brewery um, or like any sort of curbside, we decided that our mission was to um, help out as much as we can with on and off premise um, customers, the people who buy our beer regularly. And um, so we went to work on that and uh, it started with bolting, our 140 pound crowler machine to a 40 pound steel plate. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a Dixie crowler machine. So it stands about four and a half feet tall and uh, is not easy to move around. And uh, yeah. yeah, so we started contacting places um, around town and, and got some people on board where we would show up, package our own beer for them um, about a week's worth and then let them sell it to go uh, alongside their food so they could at least move some product. Yeah. Um, and we did that for, 
you know, a good three weeks. We did a few, a few awesome accounts, a few repeat customers for that as well. Um, and then everything kind of, again, morphed down a little bit. I, um, a few distributors came through with some plastic growlers so that everybody could sell all of their beer, which is just I, the ideal solution. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we started winding down our mobile crowlering because people were already taken care of in that regard. So um, then business, you know, we, we, again, we were still seeing a rise in package sales. Um, I kind of got I hate demoted isn't the right word. Um, rerouted in some way. Rerouted. That's a great way to put it. Rerouted. Um, basically, it was uh, let's <clears throat> let's clean house. Um, let's reorganize basically every. I mean, you've been to our brewery. You yeah. you know what our office space looks like. Mm -hmm. It's the cl the uh, organization of our office is not um, a reflection of how of the quality of our beer. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I feel like that's kind of in a, with a lot of breweries. I mean with back a house i mean the, the the brewing equipment and the brewing this uh process has to be clean it's yeah clean, cleanliness clean, cleanliness cleanliness so i feel like it's reflected outward with the, how the beer is brewed but i've seen back offices i've worked in breweries i've worked for a brewery now with a distributor so i've seen how that works and i don't blame you guys there's a lot oh, of, no, it's lot just... of lot of lot of a lot of irons in the fire when it comes to yeah, work and everything else. <laughs> I mean, everything is everything for us has been focused in the brew house and and the the cellar. Yeah. Um, all of the energy of, of basically our entire staff is is there. So like my little office space in the back is just cardboard boxes filled with marketing materials and and sales receipts and uh, you know like shipment notices and things like that, just like mm -hmm. everywhere. So we we went through and we we. Um, Anna with Nashville Brewing Company and I did a lot of reorganization back there. Um, and then it became, you know, just finding some tasks to keep us busy while also making it out and merchandising um, mm -hmm. uh, off-premise accounts. So liquor stores and, and grocery stores. Um, so that was kind of a new experience in itself too, because I hadn't really stocked shelves at a Kroger. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think a lot of us learned a lot, especially yeah. I mean myself. I mean, I deal with mostly bars, restaurants on the on-premise side. So, seeing the world from the off-premise perspective was a pretty full time. Yeah, yeah full yeah. time was it, it, it's a it's a pretty eye-opening because it, it's two completely different models of 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 business. You know, it's it's I don't want to say it's less personal, but in a lot of ways it is because you know you're not sitting down with anybody, you're not at a bar, you're not chatting about this or that is basically going there, merchandise, make sure your facings are correct, things like that. Yeah. Wave high as you're walking out the yeah, door. Yeah, wave high. And <laughs> like, I don't know who that guy is, but I mean, maybe I'll see him again next week when he comes back in and turns the bottles again and turns the cans again. Um, but that, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's great that, I mean, being in the off premise, you know, seeing a different segment of, of, of the business, which, you know, for a lot of us in the business know that, whereas, you know, on premises, you know, where it's like the sexy, sexy spot to have your stuff. You know, you have your, your beer on draft, you have, you know, people enjoying it, talking about it, but off premise sales are the bread and butter. Absolutely. In a lot of ways of how businesses run for breweries, you know, uh, distilleries, you know, any, anybody in general, because you have thousands of people walking in every day. You just got to hope that they pick your beer up and then you're restocking it again. 
type of thing like that. So, you know, um, I will say that um, I'd, I'd said something earlier that was a little bit misleading. I was like, we were still brewing. We've mm -hmm. never stopped brewing through all yeah. this. And, and mostly that's due to um, our off-premise sales. And, and mm -hmm. they've just been crushing through with beer for us. Yeah. Um, we're lucky in that being as old and as established as we are, um, we have got a silent group of brand loyal, like an oh, borderline army out there of people drinking our beer, um, which helps a lot, you know, that just keeping the lights on for us and making sure that people like me will come out with a job at the end of a pandemic, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's, and that's kind of the good thing about us being in this business. You know, not, not everybody is as lucky as potentially you and I are and no. some other people, like people who don't work in the beverage business. I mean, hospitality got decimated by this, uh, by, by the pandemic with the shuttering of just bars, restaurants, anybody. I mean, it's, it's, you know, uh, I said this, you know, another episode, you know, unprecedented, you know, that's, that's the, the word of 2020, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, that's probably the word I've heard the most of, and it almost lacks meaning at this point, you know, cause we yeah. all, it's, it's just synonymous with what's going on the past and you think about it, it's only been eight weeks for us, you know, other, other countries have had it for months, months upon months. So um, us as Americans, you know, we're, we're Americans, so we want everything open and we, we want it now, you know, we're, we're a different breed than every, everybody else, you know, whether we like it or not. So it, it's interesting how the business has morphed and transformed and will never be the same again. And so, I mean, it, it will get back to some normalcy, but we're never going to see, I, for at least another maybe year or two, get back to some type of normal yeah. you know, working of the market. And I guess with that, you know, what, what's kind of like, you know, this leads into the third, third segment of it. I mean, you talked about pr prior, during, and kind of post, I mean, what do you, what do you, what's your expectation of life? You know, let's see, let's say even starting Monday when things really start maybe cranking up and reopening and things like that. You know, I, I, um, again, I, I feel a little privileged to be able to say this just because like, like you were just saying like we're, mm -hmm. we're lucky in that we still have, we still have a job at, but I'm, I'm really hoping that it's slow going at first and um, showing a lot of caution. Mm -hmm. um, I think the main priority needs to be the safety of people um, yeah. as much as, you know, we've got to continue selling people have got to make money. And, um, but, you know, I, I think, and I, I think it will be, I think Monday especially will be um, a little weird. I mean, I've been going into accounts the last three weeks and even mm -hmm. that has been, just kind of strange getting back to it. You know, I'm, you'll, I'll tell you what, you'll, I mean, you'll see me in my mask for the next God knows how long. Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, just stopping off and, and draw, even if I'm just dropping off samples, but um, I think as things start to start to kind of reopen it, I think we'll see some progress. I know that for a fact that a lot of people, at least that I know are cautious to be headed out first day yeah. um, or even first week, maybe first two, you know, We've got to kind of see how things play out. Um, as far as business goes, I mean, with things opening back up, it's it's um, actually Nate Nate G from Monday Night Brewing and I have been talking about it pretty extensively of just like mm -hmm. when we get back to some sort of normalcy, um, it's going to be a gold rush. Everybody yeah. trying to get out and sell, re refurbish those tap handles in all of those locations, man. It's going to be it's going to be a madhouse. It, it is. Um, I mean, everybody's going to want to get their 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 stuff in, and I've I've kind of seen it because I mean I've been transitioning back from working the off premise segment of, of the business back into on premise past week, and you know I haven't really seen a lot of people. I think people are still kind of 
slow going it and everything. I yeah. mean, but when the word came down recently that, you know, starting on, on, on Monday and we're recording this, I believe on, what is it? The Saturday May, today. Saturday. This is May, what? May 8th, May, May, May 9th, 9th. May yeah. 9th. So starting May 11th. So this recording is already being dated a little bit, but that's fine. So starting May 11th in the greater Nashville metro area, you know, things can start opening up in phases because that's how our, you know, um, our rollout has been for at least Metro Nashville has been phase yeah. one, phase two, all the way through phase four with different benchmarks to hit. So, and around the benchmarks over, we have to like hit them at every two week interval, you know, to get yeah. to move yeah. to the next one. So I it's, mean, it's, it's a very smart way. And, and I, I mean, I think as I, I would say about as smart as we can be, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been going to accounts the last couple of weeks and they're, they've been in relatively outlier, like suburban markets of ours. Um, and, I've seen everything from uh, cautious business owners who who were like, "Man, why would I open up my doors for half capacity? My my capacity is 35 people. Yeah. What's the point of putting 12 people in my restaurant?" And I've also seen restaurants who have been like, "Hey, we're we're already bars already open. You can go sit down, take shots of whiskey right now if you want." So, it's been kind of a weird mix of of feelings across the board. Yeah, it's a matter of what I don't want to say a cavalier attitude of, you know, we just got to get open and start making money uh, yeah. versus a, you know, because here in Nashville, like many, like many places that have been affected highly by, you know, the hospitality business that has been definitely disrupted in Nationwide. major tourist areas. Like, you know, we're, we're gigantic. You think of places like Las Vegas or even a Miami or Fort Lauderdale or, you know, New York, you know, for, you know, so, so based on the amount of, the, the dense population citywide, but also the amount of tourists that come in there on a, on a daily basis to visit, visit the city. So uh, it's going to be interesting slow go for Nashville, considering how hot it's been for so long and seeing when people are going to be comfortable either traveling or just even going to places. So, yeah. and, and, you know, we're, we're all, we're all in the same boat here in this city and definitely around the country and many other places as well. Um, and I guess that leads to something, um, I guess during the, let's say past, let's just go by, by the past eight weeks, you know, during the whole, this whole thing, what have you learned kind of doing what you're, what you've been doing for the past eight weeks? Uh, Cause I know even before that we dealt with tornado damage and businesses closing because of a tornado that decimated a, you know, a pretty uh, populous area in the Nashville area as well. But um, what, like, I don't know, what, what, what have you learned about just people in general or things you've heard? I mean, you, you spoke about, you know, uh, Nate from uh, our buddy, Nate from Monday night brewing and everything as well too. But what have you, what have you seen or what are you expecting from people when things start to finally come out of the ashes of this? I think that the, uh, you know, one of the most vital things I think I've learned over the last couple of weeks has just been, um, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's learned, but just seen is how quickly people adapt mm -hmm. to a new situation like this. Um, whereas it'd be, you know, somebody like Jackalope Brewing here in Nashville, who they had their their lovebird when there's one of their seasonals big release party that's normally a huge party every year and uh it fell on may or march 21st this year and uh for them to have to scramble and and ret basically retract everything and come up with a new plan going forward just in a matter of days yeah um, to you know like our our mobile crowler thing just trying to help out around the 
the area, um, people over a tailgate um, leading from the tornado and offering up um, positions for people who are out of work to come in and work their kitchens and work their floor. Um, it's just been like a really eye opening experience to how Nashville can um, change overnight and mm -hmm. still, you know, be there to help each other, love each other and work together to kind of make this happen. Um, that's been kind of the, I think the, the best thing about this, you know, if there's a, if there's a silver lining to it, it's been that we're, you know, we're all working together to try to make it through. Um, Probably couldn't have said it better myself. So I won't even say anything because you said it all. I think, <laughs> I mean, it's how, it's how I've felt throughout this entire thing and, you know, seeing the highs and lows of, you know, business, businesses close and then trying to reopen then closing again because of something that's outside of their control, you know, back to back. Um, it's, it's an interesting way that people have. So they've been dynamic enough in order to change business models. Most of them, uh, others have been, it's been more difficult because nobody expected something like this to happen and to change your, your, your kind of business model overnight. is not always the, um, easiest thing for a lot of people and that doesn't I mean, just go for nashville it goes for anybody it's been kind of amazing to see how many i i didn't realize that i mean i'm i'm um relatively relatively like let's say electronically illiterate hmm. um like i'm not you know i don't know a lot about like programming anything but to see all these businesses turn around from um you know like let's say like rudy's mm -hmm. uh, seafood and sausage right down the road from us going from um you know, this great dine-in experience to the next day, they have a website up that I can now order, take out and delivery from and, and all this, yeah. like this, putting this infrastructure in place so quickly to adapt to the situation has been really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people were able to do it quicker than other people who were much better or already had like an established delivery plan and or were good about their social media planning and things like that. And actually, because I mean, Instagram and Facebook, namely Instagram, uh, for my personal use, has been just lit up with ways for people to contact, order, do this, do that. And I mean, that's been helpful. I mean, it's if you can't go out to these places, you need to find a way to uh, contact them or see what they're doing when you're not in front of them. And, you know, it's it's been great for some, uh, probably hasn't been great for everybody. But overall, I mean, um, how nimble you are will determine who comes out of this, at least in a um, better, I don't want to say better shape, but at least shape in order to keep the business going. Staying on ways. par almost. Staying yeah. on par. I mean, because nobody's, I mean, I don't want to say nobody's making money right now, but everybody's just trying to, you know, they're treading, a lot of people are treading water and um, seeing people either lift other people up and help them or just like I keep saying, being nimble and being, um, astute enough to, you know, concentrate and fix your business model in a, in a hurry has been pretty, pretty interesting and cool to see. So, well, with that, I'm going to give the floor to you. I'm going to shut up, you, you know, whatever you want to plug at the end, you know, let, let, let us know what's going on with Blackstone, what's coming for you guys in the future, even though the, the future is still a little gray and murky, we don't really know what's going on, but anything you want to say about the brewery, about yourself, about what you see in the future, just go go right ahead yeah um we've got a couple cool things coming down the pipeline uh you know I, I spoke a little bit about cleaning houses and you know physically cleaning our brewery and you know <laughs> making sure things are reorganized but we've actually also taken a couple initiatives 
Um, you can attest to this. You've, you've seen our Instagram and our website. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not really marketers um, as far <laughs> as the company goes. And uh, that is all about to change. We have a brand new website on the way. Um, hopefully it's something that's a little bit more than a, just a click here to email me like you're emailing me personally. So yeah. you just click here and email. It's hopefully going to have a little bit more information for you so that you don't have to email me for your answer. Um, we also have just hired as of yesterday, we've hired a uh, social media manager, um, someone who's worked with a couple local companies and done really well. You know, we, we looked over her website and her portfolio and it's all really great. So hoping to bring like a, almost a new, um, air of professionalism to our social media platforms that reflect uh, the quality of our beer. So, so some cool things coming our way. Um, be on the lookout for Blackstone and Cans, uh, Little Jack Locale IPA, as well as our Nashville Hard Cider. Um, outside of that, man, you know, I think something I want to just say to everybody who listens is continue to support local, mm-hmm. um, whether that be shops, restaurants, breweries, distilleries as much as you can you know this is the time where we need we all need to be helping each other um get through this and and uh, i've got it on my shirt right now we we got these made through friendly arctic there you go we got the tennessee on there um and i think that's you know it's more important now than it ever has been uh so you know you guys have been doing great so far and like like i said we've seen awesome numbers coming back from our off-premise accounts and and uh we just want to keep that rolling for everybody so we, we, we appreciate the effort. We appreciate you. I mean, me personally, from friend to friend, you know, colleague to colleague, you know, being out there in, in the quote unquote shit and everything like that, you know, you, you, you have certain people that you become friends with, you know, brothers in arms, sisters in arms and things like that. And uh, the community has really stepped up and it's been beyond, you know, the idea of selling. Um, it's been more to the ilk of I'm not going to sell to you right now. Cause I, I need to know if you're okay. And yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of that brother and sisterhood going along, going on that I've seen uh, personally in, in you know, my neighborhood, my city, uh, my state. And you see that around the country in a lot of ways, but we can always use a lot more of that, especially in these, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And, uh, but we want to make sure we pull up enough people that, can survive and make it through these these uh these weird times so but with that being said dude i really want to you know say thanks for you coming on here and you know talking about blackstone talking about you and just talking about what you're, you're seeing out in the market and just you know giving giving a few words of encouragement to a few people as well so it's of course man it's been i mean awesome I, and, and it's great seeing your face you know even seriously it's been like still I said, miles it's been away months. it's been months i mean we're not you know we're like i could probably hit your house with a rock if i tried hard enough but yeah well, you, um, you just got to get that you know you got to get back in uh, you know throwing shape at this point so that's true too but gotta get, uh, man, gotta I, get back I, in fighting I, shape <laughs> i am stoked to uh when this is all said and done catch a beer with you um, somewhere in East Nashville. Somewhere, uh, yeah. We will certainly uh, be getting several beers at a bar. You know, even if it's a few feet, a few feet apart. You know, yeah, two two, two bar stools minimum apart. Yeah. Two bar. I rather I rather be six feet apart from from my buddies instead of you know, sixteen to twenty miles away from my buddies. So it's uh, when all this things blows over and we can all be responsible and courteous and you know, um, good to each other and you know, following the rules and making sure we're not spreading this. Uh, the sickness out there will be 
we'll, we'll, we'll be getting together. I'm looking forward to it. So too, but again, man, too. thanks for joining me on the show. And once again, I'm Matt. This is Beyond the Pale Whale. I'd like to thank my guest, Adam, from Blackstone Brewing in Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, if you want to uh, go follow them, I mean, they'll have their website up soon, I would assume. Uh, not Soon-ish. quite yet. Soon yeah, not quite yet. The, the Instagram is still up. Um, that go. is at Blackstone Brewing um, on Instagram and Blackstone Brewing Company on Facebook if you want to give us a follow as well. So There you go. So you, like, you got their social media info. And if you want to email me or contact me, you can always uh, email me at matt, M-A-T-T, at simplisticreviews.net. Or if you want something a little bit more general, go to contact at simplisticreviews.net. And if you're hearing the show and you want to be a part of it, email either one of those and we'll try and fit you in and we'd love to get some more uh more inf- more information from other people in other markets or other people that are in the business and you know either struggling or thriving you know either way i think it's a good uh it's a it's a good good jumping off point you know we want to know what's going on in the world out there you know outside of our little bubbles so uh once again beyond the pale whale look out for the next episode and again thank you adam for joining me on this episode of course man thanks for having me thanks for listening to beyond the pale ale You can find more features from Simplistic Reviews at simplisticreviews.net. And remember, bottoms up.